JB and Luke, JB and Luke, answer your questions, JB and Luke, JB and Luke, JB and Luke, surely not surely, surely, not surely, surely, not surely. Hello and welcome to Surely Not Surely, the only podcast more inconsistent than my bowel movements. My name's Luke, and I faked my death two years ago, but nobody even noticed. (laughs) My name's Liv, and I'm really looking forward to finally moving out of my mother's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There's no JB this week. Um, We have the wonderful Liv joining us today, who is a very close friend of mine, while JB is having adventures off in New York. uh, We have a bunch of very interesting questions, surprisingly not stupid ones. (laughs) No offense. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that we have a question to come back to from JB, and we'll come back to that later. He hasn't let go of the show, (laughs) even though he is on holiday in another country. Our first question comes from someone who's chosen the name A Little Heavy. And they ask, Hi guys, I've put on weight over the year. What are your best exercise tips for losing weight? Okay, so number one, A Little Heavy. Love yourself a little bit more because being a bit fat is okay. (laughs) Number two, get out and do anything. Put down the burger, open the door and go for a walk. Well, that's the thing is like, if there was a way to lose weight that didn't involve opening the door and going outside, (laughs) we would all be skinny. Like fat people wouldn't exist. Yep. But fat people do exist because we haven't found that thing yet. Yep. I hate to say it, but I don't think exercise is the key here. I think food is the key here. Yeah. This is like a really good bit of advice that I just made up today, (laughs) which I think I heard somewhere else. Which is eat to live, not live to eat. Oh, whoa. I know, right? That's deep. I feel like we're getting deep tonight. It's the deepest thing I've ever said, other than your dad <laughs> last night. <laughs> that is so inappropriate. He is so happy with that joke right now. Yeah. You should see his face. <laughs> I, I would say, honestly, the best weight loss thing that ever happened to me was probably the six months that I was locked in that basement. <laughs> Nothing to eat but dead rats and whatever they threw me. (laughs) Number three, lock yourself in a basement. Or get yourself locked. I didn't lock myself in there. I'm not desperate. Luke, would you be be happy to oblige locking a little heavy in a basement? I would suggest, look, if you don't want to exercise and it sounds like you don't want to, I would say get kidnapped. That is number four. Either that or tapeworms that eat the food for you. That's true. Or just Do you get... know? Oh my God. Oh, what? Sorry. No, no sorry. I just remember this story. It's so awful. This is how dumb people are. I was at a party. And yes, Luke gets invited to parties. <laughs> and we were sitting in a group and I said, oh my God, guys, which I often do say. Yes, you do say, oh my God, guys. I said, oh my God, guys, I actually think I might have tapeworms. <laughs> Because I've been eating up a storm, trying to put on weight, and it's not working. And this one guy in the group 
chimed in and said, oh, wait a second, aren't you gay though? And I said, yeah, I am gay. I don't know what that has to do with anything. And he said, oh, well, maybe you've got AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) It's not okay to assume that gay men have AIDS. Whoa. I think we should move on to the next question, Luke. Because this has gotten a bit heavy. It's gotten a little bit heavy. (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) All right, so our next question comes from Um Stephanie. I've been single for so long and finally have a date with someone I like. What are the best ideas for a first date activity? (laughs) Luke, would you like to start us off? Yeah, definitely. I am like king of first dates. Luke, yep, I'm not going to say anymore. Continue, Luke. Yeah, second dates, not so much. First dates, yeah, get them all the time. (laughs) One of the favourite things I like to do on a first date is ring up a restaurant... Ring the restaurant, tell them it's your birthday party, book a table for six. Whoa. Yep, say, I'm having a big party. Then just invite your date. (laughs) And then rock up, you'll have this huge table to yourself. All of the staff will feel super sorry for you because they'll think that none of your friends rocked up and they will give you such good service. And then tell the person, oh, I come here all the time. They just give me this table. Sorry about it. And I know it's a bit extreme. Yep. Um, That's what I do. That and write fake Wikipedia pages. So my recommendation for a first date, I I couldn't think of perfect first dates because I haven't been on that many (laughs) because I'm not Luke (laughs) and I seem to be a serial monogamist. But anyway, that's, that's a discussion that comes later. My recommendation for a first date not to do is go to Dreamworld. Oh, my God, no, girl. (laughs) No. That's where couples go to die. Is that too much? (laughs) That is way too much. We have to, if you're, uh, do you have Dreamworld in America? Am I asking a podcaster question? (laughs) No, My other recommendation for a first date is to go somewhere that you don't have to commit to. Because if you actually think that the person you're dating is a shit person, you yeah. want to be able to get out. Yeah. So go for a coffee. No, you're right. Every date should have an exit plan. Definitely. Or like an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And clearly marked fire exits in case you get excited. Mm-hmm. And can I quickly say... Please. Just as like a PSA, it's not even funny. It's not even a gag. But I want to say it. Movies... Going to the movies is not a good first date idea. And I don't know who told all of you people that that is a good idea. It's not. It's awful. And you keep doing it, people. (laughs) You keep doing it. And I hate it. Stop doing it. Moving on. The next question comes from someone named JB. (laughs) JB asks, I'm worried that my podcast position might be in jeopardy. What should I do? So just FYI, in case none of you know who JB is, which is completely understandable. (laughs) JB is the person who co-hosts this podcast. And for this evening or this afternoon or this morning, whatever time of day it is for you lovely people out there, I have stepped into his role. I want to know from you guys who you like better. Do you like my voice or do you like JB's voice? Boom, bitches. Did I just get a little bit sassy? (laughs) 
Okay, so Luke's gone a little bit quiet and has poured himself some wine. I'm not really sure what's happening. (laughs) If there's anything I can do to make heterosexual, middle-aged, (laughs) middle-class white men feel threatened about their position in society, I'm happy to do it. So I'm quite pleased by this question. But also, JB, I love you very much. And you were my best friend in the world. I don't know what the future holds. I've done a personality test on Facebook a couple times. It says that I do not fully think through the repercussions of things that I say, (laughs) which is also what the judge said at my two court hearings. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at that. (laughs) That is not funny at all. What's our final advice for him? I don't really know what to tell JB. JB, you're in New York. Girl, I am in Thornbury, Victoria. You're in New York. What are you worried about? This is the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Is it my go? Yes. Okay. This one, I really like this one. This one's from Miserable at Work. Hi, guys. I really hate my job but can't afford to leave. What would be your idea of a nightmare job? A question mark. Luke, you want to you wanna start this one off? Yeah, well, look, it's not really nice to say, but I'm actually not a very nice person. <laughs> because my nightmare job, and I thought about this the other day, honestly, my nightmare job would be like an elderly caretaker person. <laughs> and I know like people get a lot of pleasure from that. But the idea of cleaning up and taking care of very old people makes me feel a bit sick. You know, going into a room and being like, we got to give give you a good scrub down. It makes me feel bad. I couldn't imagine anything worse than being like, I need to clean the scum off of your elderly body because you can't do it yourself. And that might be rewarding for other people, but it's not for me. Okay. If you hate your job and you're using the word hate to describe your job. I didn't even pick up on that. Get out of your job. But a nightmare job for me, which is your original question, and I've been in my nightmare job, is working in a corporate office. I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but working in a corporate office, sitting in a chair and having to be on a computer all day. That's my nightmare job. Girl, are you serious? I'm so serious. That is so much fun. Oh, it's disgusting. No you just way. have to We're going to disagree on this. Serious? Serious. I hate it. Do you know how much stuff you can buy online when you've got those jobs? I don't want to just buy online and put all this shit into you the world. You don't even have to get up and you just get stuff delivered to the same place you work. <laughs> or you could just not work there and be a happier person for it. Why do you hate that? I just hate the thought of sitting in a chair and just being connected to a computer all day, not being able to move. I'm a mover. I'm a mover. Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, my God. We were at a bar just before we recorded this. She, Liv is such a mover. She could not help herself but, like, not even point. It was, like, ecstatically gesture towards every single person we were talking about in the bar. It was not cute. It was a little bit cute. But also, i got to say, I did that job for six years. The best thing about it 
is do you know how much of my DNA will be stored on that chair? I sat oh, in it for so long. Yuck. In like 20 years, you will be able to Jurassic Park that chair. <laughs> you could swab it, you know, some give it to some scientist and they will be able to make baby me's off of the amount of butt DNA stored on that chair. Well, I'm pretty excited about making baby use. Because <laughs> when you're dead from like, I don't know. Asphyxiation. A- asphy- <laughs> asphyxiation or like a ketamine overdose or something. <laughs> then I can make baby use and hold baby Luke's in my arm because Luke is about the size of a baby anyway. Mm. My horoscope said I'd get strangled under the bridge tonight. (laughs) I just want to segue because Luke seems to want to segue. So Luke had a bit of a sexual encounter and then came into the cafe the next day because that's how Luke and I know each other. I'm a regular at the cafe Mm. and said, Liv, I have a story to tell you. I was like, yeah, wicked Luke. Tell me a story. Cool story. He's like, so I was, you know, sleeping with a guy last night and then he started strangling me and almost killed me. And I said, Luke, whoa, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. And I'm absolutely fine. I was like, did you stop him? Did you kick him out? And Luke said, no, no, no. I just let him keep going. It's not okay for someone to strangle you while you were, you know. What about if that person was Hitler? It's not okay. If someone was strangling Hitler in bed, it would not be okay. I don't want to make Hitler jokes right now because I'm not in the position to make Hitler jokes. Okay, we'll change it for someone else. Trump. Yeah, but it's if if Trump. It's okay. If Trump. (laughs) It's all good. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Ryan asks, we just moved and I'm all unpacked, but my fiance is taking forever to set up her stuff and getting her boxes out of my office. How do I get her to do it without her getting mad at me? Should I be like an old dad and tell her if she doesn't clean her room, it's all going in the trash? <laughs> Should I just do it and pretend she did it in a drunken stupor? Should I bolt in the night? Live. Ryan, look, there's a few problems here to cover. So number one... One is the length of your question. (laughs) One is the length of your question, mate. I mean, I feel like you'd be a good person. I'd like to maybe meet you, but shorten your question. Learn to edit. Oh, I don't know if this is a bit controversial, Luke. Do you really want to be with this person? (gasps) (laughs) You're not happy just to tell her, hey, mate. We've moved into a place now. Can you unpack your boxes? Oh my God, you're totally scared of her. You're right. You're to- He's scared of her. He's scared of her. And this is going to turn into more scariness. And then it's going to turn into emotional abuse. And then it's going to turn eventually into you guys breaking up. Yeah, you were right. Some guy literally two-handed strangled me in a red-bricked room on a mattress on the floor. That didn't even make me feel like bolting into the night. Yep. Telling your missus to unpack her stuff makes you feel like bolting into the night. Yep. But if you actually want the shit to be out of your study, then you just need to say to her, hey, fiance, let's call her Jessica. Oh, my God, Jessica. (laughs) Oh, my God, Jessica. Could you please just unpack your stuff? I can help you. This can be a fun thing. And then I'll 
have sex with you after. If you just do it, you're, you are setting a precedent for the rest of your marriage. And, you know, I don't know Jessica. I haven't met Jessica. I know who you are, Ryan, but I don't know Jessica. <laughs> That's um, awkward. Maybe she's a vampire. Maybe she has psychic powers like Eleven from Stranger Things. I'd marry her. I'd ask her to move in with me. She wouldn't be good at housekeeping. I don't even know my point. <laughs> because Girl, there just, is no point. That's When you're living with someone, it, it's like, this is serious advice. I is just, it? honestly, before I started talking, I hadn't realized I was going to be genuine and not go for a gag. But living with someone is a puzzle where you try to figure out where your standards of living match up with the person that you're living with. And this, straight off the bat, is like level one. Game on, bitch. You've started playing. Whoa. And this is up to you. I can't help you. I could tell you a funny anecdote about my own life. Please do, Luke. (laughs) We love to hear about your life because we don't hear about it enough already. (laughs) But it wouldn't help you, Ryan. So I'll (laughs) abstain. So basically, get some balls metaphorically or literally and tell her that you want her to move her stuff on that note we're up to the last question of the night which comes from a person charmingly named bloody gross bloody asks yesterday i got my first ever blood nose in front of everyone on the train any embarrassing bodily function stories to make me feel better how much time have you got girl (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you've ever met anyone with a more, like, dysfunctional body than mine. (laughs) Really? Luke? Seriously. Like, I'll tell you a bridge version. One time I got a throat infection. That was, like, most recently. Which made me, like, grow two huge growths at the side of my neck from my glands. Whoa. Which exploded so large. It was like I was wearing a scarf made out of skin. That just dragged along the ground. That's, <laughs> it kept me warm for the winter, but That's it was great. gross. And everyone saw me that week. I couldn't avoid anyone. Did you have to work or were you at home? Liam gave me one day off. I hope Liam doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't. He doesn't listen to me when I'm standing in front of him. <laughs> that sounds like Liam. One time I blew my nose like really hard and a handful of rice came out <laughs> and the last what? time yeah and the last time i ate rice was like two weeks ago i hadn't ate rice for ages and i blew my nose and it was suddenly there you're really weird so that's a couple of that's a couple of good stories to tell have a, <laughs> a swig of your wine luke so i think a pretty good and embarrassing sort of you know bodily function story but i think fanny farts are pretty embarrassing let's just get it out there you know there's a girl on the show now for the second time in this podcast (laughs) fanny farts you cannot control them you can feel them coming and all that's gonna happen is they're gonna have to release girl can you not control them you cannot control them seriously You can control farts. Like, you can hold in farts. You've held in a fart before, right? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot control fanny farts. But you know they're coming. You know they're coming because you feel the air go in. Oh, my God. It's going to make its way out. Oh, my God. That's the worst. That is way worse than a bloody nose on a train. 
I feel like air is the common enemy of any sexual activity we are trying to pursue. Oh, so true. As a homosexual man, air is not a good friend of mine. And as a... And that is not a strangling joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, call back. As a... a, Combo. It also makes us breathe. So Mm. that's pretty good also. Unless you've seen that movie, The Happening, by M. Night Shyamalan, where the air is literally the enemy of the entire human race. And that is literally the most scary movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And that is literally also what happened in Melbourne like six months ago when people got asthma attacks from the air and died. There were nine deaths. Nine deaths from the air. From from the air. Yes. Also, we have a last question, a final question from Anonymous. Oh. Yes. So the question is... Yeah. Have you ever found any Disney characters sexually attractive? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I wouldn't say no to Aladdin. Look, I know it's a weird thing, but I don't have anything against sexualizing cartoon characters because they're not real. Ollie and I tried to look up, like, how many different Pokemon have pornography drawn of them. Whoa. And it's almost like every single one. There are 800 Pokemon. That's weird. Some of them are just like a circle with a face drawn on them and people (laughs) have drawn pornography of them. Whoa. But I feel like this question is less for me and more for Liv. Oh, yeah, because I really just wanted to tell all the listeners that I find Simba really fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) the grown-up Simba is really hot. It's a stud. He is an absolute stud. If I could be Nala... Any other questions, Luke? That's all for tonight, but if any of you have ever felt confused or, like, felt funny by a cartoon character... Feel free to comment and let us know because we're here for you. Thank you very much for sending us questions and for listening. Uh, I believe that JB is actually recording a companion episode to this piece. And that's right. His is the companion to mine. Definitely companion. Which you can check out on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Check out the Comrade Radio Podcast Network, which we're a part of and which hosts a number of other great shows. Uh, We'll be back next week. So stay tuned and send us more questions because I'm sure your lives are more difficult than mine. (laughs) Good night, listeners, and we'll see you next time. I'm quite drunk, but I think that's the perfect level. I'm so drunk. (laughs) Really?